1: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your
2: podcasts.
0: Beautiful. No doubt about it. You see, I got to run something by. We just uh, hopped out. You guys have been working me. Well, Brittany has. Kevin, I've known you for a long time, but had only worked with you a short time. And the same with AJ. Whenever I come on the show, and criticize someone and it's no reason to tell anybody who I criticize cause the guy's a massive asshole pain in the ass. But have you ever noticed whenever I do that, it's for a very specific reason. And even I didn't realize it until just now. Why do I do that?
3: Cause this person attacked somebody who couldn't defend
4: themselves.
0: That is one of the big reasons. You're absolutely right. And the other one is I was doing comparisons cause a really good friend of mine died yesterday. You guys know John Remarczyk owns some of the greatest restaurants in the Twin Cities area.
3: I only know him by proximity because of you.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was that right? No, I'm telling you, just a great guy. I remember went to, where the hell did we go? Well, Monte Carlo. He used to own the Monte Carlo. I don't know if he still did at his death, but he died yesterday. He was 84. I had no idea he was 84 years old. I thought he was like 72. He did not look 84. I'll tell you that. But in any case, I go in there, and he brings everything over and all the rest of it. So I go to pay, and I, he said, I'm I'm not taking your money. Forget it. He said, you've been nice to me on the show and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not doing it. So I put a bill in the co- an empty coffee cup and walked out. He comes running out with the coffee <laughs> cup. What did I just tell you? But, John, we will miss you. At least I will miss you. I guarantee you that. He was always very, very pleasant for me to deal with. And, uh, but I did just notice that about myself. It's like, why did I even bring up that guy and criticize If There's a story about, about the guy I'm criticizing, but, but why did I bring that up? Because whenever someone I like dies, I always go with the comparison. I'd rather he died than my friend.
3: <laughs> yeah, that checks out for you. I do that all the time. I really <laughs>
0: shouldn't be doing that, should I?
3: Uh, no i don't think you should tempt the gods (laughs) so they say
0: hey listen Here's the deal i wish you were dead instead of him could you imagine
3: if like somebody (laughs) dies and tom leans into me and is like "Brittany, i
0: wish it was you i'd like you to die like i said that's not very nice i'd like to point that out no right
3: not super
0: nice. <laughs> uh, what the hell? That does bother me though, because he he went out. I don't know, you know, some people maybe he didn't get along with or whatever. But man, he was always just such a gentleman to me. John restaurant restaurateur who shaped Twin Cities dining in the North Loop for 60 years. John has died at eight. I, I cannot believe. I'm looking at his picture. He looks nowhere near 84 years old. I literally would have guessed he was about 72, 73, maybe 75 at the most, but. Not a clue. Look, I mean, you go to Star Tribune and look at his picture. He looks like he's about maybe fifty-five.
1: That's always a little jarring too, especially when somebody looks younger. Because, like, yeah. if you know, yeah. if you you know, you know them and all that stuff, you just have this like image in your head of you know they're my friend and blah blah blah. But the, based off of visuals, you're like, oh, they're they're younger. We like, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna die before them or something along those lines. But then in, in reality, they, they look twenty years younger than they actually are. And then yeah. Just dude, you know, whatever circumstance, boom.
0: Okay, perfect example of why I admire John. And again, John wasn't one of my best friends or anything like that. We were friends, but, you know, just a really decent guy every time I ever ran into him. Here's another reason why I loved John Romarchik, who shaped Twin Cities Dining in the North Loop for 60 years, died at 84. At his urging, the Romarchik family will reopen the convention grill in
2: Edina, baby. Gosh, that's the best news i've heard all day
0: <laughs> i'm telling you man <laughs> you know one of the things i love about the convention grill god it's so great news because that that's been closed for about three years now isn't it because of yeah. the covid and all that yeah.
3: yeah yeah that's amazing and
0: wait
2: so this john guy john owned the or he owned it correct
0: i think he bought it and and apparently he knew maybe that he was ill okay. i'm just I'm speculating here so he told his family it you you got to open it. Okay, you got it was, the convention grill.
2: I wonder if they were planning on it, or because this is like, or if this is just bad timing where he just happened to die before they announced that it was opening.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe that's true. It will reopen the convention grill for takeout on a limited basis, so you can't go in there and eat for right now. But hopefully, if they do enough business, they'll reopen the whole thing. And I I gotta believe. Look, I have so many great memories. Don't you have? Certain places in your life, like the convention grill or whatever, where you had these experiences and you'll never forget them. Like, you know, convention yeah. grill. I already mentioned one time that John Gordon, twins announcer, I was, uh, he calls me, he goes, hey, Tommy, let's have a little lunch over convention grill. I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll see you over there. So I go over there and John Gordon sitting there with a young man. And <laughs> he says, Tommy, I'd like to introduce you to my son. This is my son, Gordon. I said, your kid's name is Gordon Gordon? And he goes, no, 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 that's not my real last name. <laughs> I thought for like two seconds, he named his kid Gordon Gordon. Double Gee, two. thanks, Dad. I really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that I did love about that place is about half the time when I went there, I'd run into Dan Gladden, who can't stand me. And it's just, it was hilarious because he'd always glare at me while he's eating his burger.
3: Oh, take it easy.
0: <laughs> Dan does, he's got an edge to him. There's no doubt about that. I don't know him very well. I don't, you know, I've talked to him a couple of times. He kind of had an attitude, but I, I've heard from other people. They really like the guy. That, so, must, you know.
1: that must have been like a different level of just distaste for you. Because if you're sitting there eating a burger, it's really hard to like <laughs> right. feel that way.
3: Yeah, like a really good burger and be that angry.
2: Yeah. If I'm eating a delicious burger and you have like a shake with it as well, yeah, now I'm full. I don't even realize that there's other people in the store with me and now I've picked out you to glare. No, 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 no. no. Like I'm thinking of like the the
1: Ratatouille movie where the guy at the end, he's like – I got to try this. He's mad that he got fired and by where he used to work there. He, he, <laughs> he, he takes the money. He's like, oh, my God. Uh, oh, I love it so much. Like, you just it, it overwhelms you. You're like, you can't hold on to that hate while you eat a good burner. No. Are you kidding me?
0: Now you're talking. Now you're talking. No question. Well, look, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, sports, pretty much not all of them. Some are, you know, the guys from Score North criticize. But most sports announcers are massive ass kissers. So that's what they're used to being around mm-hmm. as media people who kiss their ass at high noon. And that was never going to happen with me because, I, yeah. like I said, even if I tried to kiss somebody's ass, the words wouldn't come out.
3: Yeah, I think it would be really hard to be a sport announcer because you have to go in that domain, right? Like being right. in radio, hopefully, I mean, I think I would hope that people report on sports honestly. But, like, when you have to show up there all the time and be at their stadium and see them and, and rely on their interviews for your job... You do probably have to play both sides.
0: I would guess. I mean, I literally, what's so weird about that is got Al Newman couldn't stand me, Dan Gladden, Tom Brunansky hated my guts, all the rest of it. And I become lifelong friends with Ken Herbeck, John Castino, Timmy Laudner, uh, Gary Gaetti. So there's guys that really like me and guys that really hate me. There's nobody in the middle. No. Isn't that weird?
3: No. And a day-to-day, I change back and forth.
0: Hating me? Hating me, hating both sides and loving offense. you. <laughs> I understand. I understand completely. It makes total sense. Matter of fact, when we pop on with Judd here right now, I want to bring that up to him. Judd, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? Just fine. We're just uh, passing through a story that uh, John Romarchik died. Uh, a friend of mine, he's known many of the great restaurants. And the good news is he, he asked his family to please reopen the convention grill for takeout. On a limited basis, if they had to, uh, just any opening of the convention grill, any diner would be enough for me. I love that place, man. I love it. You ever been there? I think I've only been there like once. Once that was it. Yeah, yeah. So not much. Because a lot of Twins players used to go in there and eat lunch. And I don't know why they picked that particular place, but we we're just joking around. We're not joking around. It was true that I ran. I used to run into Dan Gladden there all the time, and Dan Gladden cannot stand me. And it was. He, I I pointed out he was, he would eat his hamburger while glaring at me. (laughs) Now is Gladden still
5: like that to this day with you, or is that? I have uh, not
0: seen him in years now. He's lightened up, I think.
5: I think he's lightened up quite a bit since his playing days. So yeah, he might be a little bit more um, uh, able to acknowledge you without the disdain now, I would imagine.
0: Could be. But yeah, once again, before we move on to sports, uh, John Remarczyk, I'm going to miss you, pal. He was such a gentleman to me, the nicest guy in the world. And the only time he ever got pissed off at me is when I tried to leave money to pay the bill. He did not like that at all. How dare you? How dare you? I'll decide who pays here. How
5: dare you try to pay the bill?
0: So, yeah, Johnny, we will miss you. That's all I'm saying. Great restaurants. I mean, you get on the list of all the different restaurants that that man opened, just amazing, amazing places. That's a huge name in this town. Yeah, it is. There's no question about it. So as far as sports are concerned, any big news today? Uh, not really. No, no. Uh, the Wolves and
5: Wild didn't play last night. The Twins have done nothing. Um, right. First, you know, they've done there's been I mean, they literally have done nothing to this point. Uh, and the, the Vikings actually did uh, officially all of this is not a surprise name. Nick Mullins, the starting quarterback right. for right. Saturday's game against Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that just
0: really moved the needle of the sports world right there is there somebody that would go because we're going to be semi-low in the draft because we've got that mediocre record and that will put you nowhere near the top of the draft so is there going to be anybody left a quarterback they could maybe get
5: There might be, but here's the thing. We never know because all of these, once the combine starts, you know, there's the combine where the teams all go and watch the prospects, and then there's the pro days where they go watch and talk to the prospects. That always changes it because of of what teams find Find out. out. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Uh, I'm guessing there probably will be at least one quarterback left when the Vikings pick. The issue is, if not a couple, but the issue is this. Is that really who they want? or Or would they be forcing the pick? Because, you know, go back to Christian Ponder. That was a pick that they forced, and that worked out like a fart in church. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what, though? He was a nice guy. I met him a couple times. He's a very pleasant Mm -hmm. person.
5: Yeah. He was a good guy. God, was he a bad quarterback, but he was a very nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not wrong. I like, he was. He was as accommodating and as, uh, as, uh, he seemed at least as down to earth as you can get for a quarterback. But yeah. yeah. Yep. Boy, I always see you.
2: I always felt bad for his wife a little bit because she was a sport. She was on ESPN doing NFL live when he was oh, that's right. a quarterback. And because he was a first round pick, we gave him a long leash to try and see like, Hey, can we milk anything out of this guy? And so now she's on ESPN as her husband is just absolutely floundering and having to cover that. <laughs> I was like, I,
5: that can't be a fun situation to be in. No, and they met, they met around that time though. Right? Like she was uh, Samantha was. What was her, I forget her maiden name, but yeah, I think they met around that time and then started dating, and, and so it, it was self-inflicted. It's like, okay, if you want to talk about him <laughs> as your uh, boyfriend at the time, you go right ahead, but
0: man, he's not good. Nah, Vikings have had a few of those not very good quarterbacks, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah.
2: There was one day, because uh, when all my Packer friends were bragging about how Jordan Love is going to be the next, you know,
0: right. St-
2: quarterback of the future for them and they're like oh we've had three over the course of 30 years. The Vikings have had like 30 quarterbacks over the span of the time that the Packers have had, you know, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and now Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely disgusting the number of quarterbacks we chewed up and spit out.
0: Yeah.
5: It's and true. There's, and there's been a long line of like, you know, the the 90s were filled with all those veterans, right? They kept trying mm-hmm. to bring guys through, they, you
0: know, they would go uh I mean, Jim McMahon played quarterback here. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing that people don't remember that? Isn't that interesting? Yes,
5: yes. Yeah. I still remember being down at training camp, and at that time in in Mankato, there was a bar called the the Albatross, and they would oh, get true. done. Oh God! And that it was a gong show, and they would get players would get done with meetings at I don't know. Let's let's say, you know, nine forty five. And curfew was like eleven, right? And there would be a group of those guys, including you know guys that could really drink at the time. Oh yeah. Jim McMahon, Jim McMahon knew how to slam beers, and they would hightail it down there and uh, get as many as possible, and then have to go back to, to the dorm. But yeah, that was a different that was a different day, that's for sure.
0: Well, you're not mentioning one other feature on the menu they had at the Albatross. What's that? All the women went there because the Vikings were going there oh god yeah oh yeah well that and then
5: yeah and and then that became true of the bar that replaced the albatross in the same parking lot um boomtown at the time oh god yeah yeah and yep. the, and, and the i still remember boomtown had something like a a special on i forget like it was thursday or something uh and I kid you not, it was like three-for-one Long Island iced tea pitchers.
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. By the way, if you ever want to meet somebody that literally loses their mind drinking hard liquor, I can put my hand up. I don't know what the hell happens to my brain. I'm not kidding yep. you. I can drink beer all day, no problem. Wine's fine, too. If I touch alcohol, it's like, what are you looking at? It's yep. like, what the hell? I had the
5: Where's same it? problem. I, oh, I had i had the exact i quit i i still love beer but i quit drinking hard alcohol probably who 20 years ago because i had to, yeah. i was just a completely different drunk
0: yep me too i don't get it i don't know if we could use the word drunk necessarily for either one of us but well no what? but i'm saying that drunk was like that that was ugly right. mm-hmm.
5: but um but um I will say this. If you if you decide to buy three for one long island pitchers, unfortunately, you're gonna get what you deserve as far as your intoxication. Yeah. Because that might be as, you know. That might be as bleeped face as you could possibly get if you're drinking Long Island. Yeah,
2: and if you're the establishment that is promoting three-for-one pitchers of Long Islands, whatever happens inside your four walls, you deserve every bit of that because you're asking for it. It's (laughs) like you can't. You're getting a very specific demographic of person.
5: Uh,
0: I would have to agree with that. No question. Yeah,
5: Yeah. but but I I think it worked. I think it worked well. I think the special worked well because the place was packed that night.
0: Is it because it's remote that's why people flock to it? Because, I mean, you know, spring training for the Twins is in or in Florida. And I almost said Orlando, where it used to be, but that was about 40 years ago. So, you know. Tinker Field. It, Fort, Fort, my Tinker Field, baby. I will still never – it was the Tangerine Bowl was the football stadium that butted right up against the baseball stadium, right? Mm-hmm. I remember sitting there with Howard – what the hell was Howard's last name? It was a manager that uh, – one of the – Fox? One, Howard Fox, yeah, exactly. He and I were sitting there watching the game. Herbeck hit a ball over the fence and over the tangerine bowl wall into the tangerine bowl. Oh my god. Like, holy Christ. It he that thing must have been hit about 450 feet or 480. I don't know how long it was. It was long. Oh my Dang. well, I'm I mean, he was the, the
5: thing about Kent is he was strong as an ox as a kid, and oh, he yeah. was and he was a he was a rail. As a yep. kid he was a rail. Like he it's was. hard it might be hard to believe now but you go back and look at when Kent came up with the Twins in 81 wearing if I I'm correct on this number 26 and he hit that home run in Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um he I mean he
0: probably weighs I mean, he was tall but you know what about a buck 95? That's about right I would say. Yeah, 65. Six five one ninety five is about right. But yeah, very, you're right. He's always been very strong, even from what I understand. And now, of course, the field he played on as a youth is Kent Herbeck Field. Ah! Oh. Uh? oh, very, very special. Well, and, and he was a Kennedy kid, right?
5: Yes. He went to Bloomington Kennedy, so he, yep. he was on the Met Stadium side of the things.
0: Yes. No, no that's ex- absolutely. He said he could see the lights of Met Stadium out of his bedroom window. Imagine that dream as an American boy. You're a little kid. You're looking out your window and you see the stadium lights. And then before you know it, 15, 20 years later, he's playing in that very stadium. What an American dream that is, man. Oh, God, yeah. Isn't that a great yeah, story? Well, and then you win a World Series.
5: In, yeah. not, not in that stadium, but I mean, you know, and yeah. then you win a World Series. And then you play your entire career. The thing I love about Kent, too, is um, he, he could have kept playing, Mm-hmm. But got out and and you know had clearly made enough and then had his uh, outdoor show which was extremely successful. Like he's lived a he's lived the great life. Kent's lived the real you know. It seems like he's lived the great life as far as that goes.
0: Can I tell you about Kent Herbeck outdoors? Yeah. Do you remember who the uh, show announcer was?
5: I seem to remember your dulcet tones.
0: It was Uncle Tommy, and at this juncture. Because I never, I didn't do it for money," he said. "I'll, I'll give you some beer. I'll, I'll, be, I'll bring you a bunch of beer. I think when we finally ended up that series, he owed me about, I would guess, ten cases of beer, about two hundred and forty beers. And I don't even drink anymore, so he's skating on the whole thing. So what does that tell you? That you should have got,
5: that you should have got his cold hard cash yeah. the time.
0: <laughs> I don't think that was going to happen, though. <laughs> I don't think that was going to happen. But yeah, he's. Uh, He's become a great friend. It was great working working with him on uh, on the you know the the outdoor show. Just going in like whenever the whole team was pissed off at me, Kent still wasn't. He was like, oh. so hey, how you doing, Tommy? How's everything?" <laughs> great guy, really yeah, nice. He,
5: man. he did get mad at Royce in uh, in 19, I want to say it was nineteen ninety because yes, Ro- Royce because he didn't have a good year. Kent didn't. Royce named him the Turkey of the Year. <laughs> oh, God,
0: oh, that's cold. Because just off the top of your head, can you remember a couple other turkeys of the year that were just horrible people? I mean, there were some.
5: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, there were definitely <laughs> some. some Yeah, no, Kent was. Uh, but yeah, Kent had a bad year. And then, of course, Patrick took credit because he came back in 1991 and was great, and won a World yes. Series. And Roysy, ah, I motivated him, but I think he <laughs> told Roycey, "I'm not going to talk to you all year after that," because I he think was that is true. Yep, because he basically he said, "Yeah, he didn't uh, play well." You know what? That's one of the worst things. One of it, Tommy, if you go back, um, one of the one of the defining moments in in the Twins be going from being good to terrible. In the 90s, do you remember there was a um, they, they had a backup first baseman who wasn't bad to Kent, Paul Sorrento, mm-hmm. and they were playing a game. I want to say it was in St. Petersburg, but they were playing it. They were playing a spring training game, mm-hmm. and they that day they traded Sorrento to like Cleveland or the Angels. I think it was Cleveland. And that's the day that Kent belly flopped, I think, in the third base and separated his shoulder. Oh, yeah. And, and his shoulder never, as I recall, never really recovered from that. And so they, they, went from, they went from a surplus of first basemen to trading one to having essentially none because Kent was so damn good, too.
0: You know what I'd like everybody in this show to do and everybody listening right now? Picture the giant of a man, Kent Herbeck, trying to slide into third base head first. Yeah, okay, Kent. <laughs>
2: yeah, he doesn't come across as a very graceful... <laughs> he seems
1: like a big stand-up double type of guy yeah. and not yep. stretch it to third
5: <laughs> i love that that's just, a good description just go just go watch the um the old-timers game they did in target field in the first couple of years when uh. kent took the divot out of the by the dugout the grass by the dugout and i'm not talking a small divot i'm talking a chunk of grass Cause he slid right on his yes. knee and his knee, yeah. <laughs> he took out. I mean, I, it was a major bleeping divot. It was impressive.
0: Ah, Herbeck. We love you though. Kent's Ken is a great guy. Just a wonderful person. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I used to love, we, we used to go out to uh bear path on the 4th of July and play in a golf tournament out there. And Herbeck every year would wear one of those glow rings on his head. There was a good look. <laughs> He's playing oh, golf. You know what I'm talking about? Those little, the little kind yeah. of wish light, they, they, they light up. I don't know, some kind of chemical reaction with them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like but the old he, old he thing on his head the entire round. It's like, once you grow up, Kent, what do you think of that? Oh, but hit the ball. About no, f-
5: don't grow up. That's the whole thing about Kent. Exactly. He never seemed to grow up. That's what made him great.
0: I couldn't agree more. Plus, like I said, he could hit the ball about 400 yards. So that's another good thing for him. Yes. Yeah. Although Laudner is the golfer is a phenomenal golfer. You guys know that? No. Oh, Timmy mm. Laudner's a great golfer. Really? Matter of fact, at Golden Valley, 360-yard par 4, IT off. I hit the best damn drive I could possibly hit. I hit about 260. 360-yard. Uh, he takes out a one-iron and hits it about 20 yards short of the green. Jeez. said, get away from me. Don't ever talk <laughs> to me again. That's all I have to say to you. Maybe I'm or just you. not an
1: avid golfer. Who has a one-iron
0: just handy-dandy in their bag? Not many people, because most people cannot hit him. It. It's like hitting a straight up and down club face, basically. And yeah. Most people can't hit it. I mean, they can hit it, but they can't hit it well like Timmy Laudner could. Yeah. Laudner, I think, still plays a lot of golf. I'm not yeah. sure. No, we should have Tim- Timmy on one of these days. He's a great guest. Oh, I'm sure he does play a ton of golf, because he he does yeah. the the TV work.
5: Because, you know, from, from those teams, especially 87, um, what, Laudner does TV work still, studio work a lot of yeah, times. Smalley yeah. does games as well still.
0: Another great guy, by the way, Roy Smalley. Nice yes. guy. And his kids, his kids couldn't be nicer. Well, that's good. You did a good job with them, no doubt about it. But all right, I suppose you gotta go to your do you have do you have another job or is this the only thing you do? This is this is what I do. I'm gonna go back to bed now.
5: <laughs> oh, sleep <you> <laughs> sleep till about noon, go to the bar, and that's about it for me for the whole day. Oh, you're
2: gonna the bar? Yeah, no, so, so he's got three for that one list. uh three, yeah, for, three, one three for one Long island,
5: island, pitchers island. That he's yeah, i've learned i really out. learned how to uh you know what i'm a fine fine but, drunk uh, now so no i i will be i have lots to do today
0: judd getting tanked up tomorrow morning judd how you doing none of your damn business yeah you <laughs> all hung over nothing. i got nothing to say to you all right young man well thank you very much and we will talk to you tomorrow awesome talk to y'all tomorrow bye Ladies and gentlemen, Judd Zulgad, Score North. We'll take a break. Be right back. Chris Eggert's up next. You know the song, Kokomo. It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? I hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that is a fictitious place made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now, that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all the Monroe County being beautiful, the keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful, and I've been there many, many times. I can tell you, I'm not making that up. They are spectacular. This is Tom Bernard, part time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new, like a retirement home, let's say, or want to become a Floridian, that's a possibility. May I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty? Matt grew up in Litchfield, and he's a super real estate agent. When it comes to finding your tropical island space in the keys, he lives there and here. And Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida, of course. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from coast to coast mortgage to get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota. And Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale. And our Minnesotan through and through, contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet, like other cleaning services, how about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms zero-resified starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520 res backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet Care. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so
2: important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and
5: Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have
2: to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving
0: is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us.
4: Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going
6: farther with my friend your side, seeking justice for the injured, Bradshaw and
2: Bryant.
0: Let's take a second to talk about my bank, North American Banking Company. You've heard me talking about them for a long time now, Mbilski. When they opened in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. While a lot has changed since 1998, this commitment to being a true community bank of the Twin Cities has not. So if you're looking for a better banking experience, why not bank with my bankers at North American Banking Company? Go to Nabankcode.com or stop by any one of their six Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
2: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
0: All right, I'm going to run it by you guys again, because I do not believe for one second in any language there's a phrase that says indecision de molesta. Sorry, it's in that song. No way does that exist. Indecision de molesta, really? Don't you feel like
6: some musicians just make up gibberish to kind of fill (laughs) up space anyway, though, right?
0: Yes, I do. And as a matter of fact, I do. By the way, I ran into a couple of listeners yesterday that love you on this show. So I just thought I'd point that out. You met my mom? (laughs) I (laughs) ran into your mom. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. No, they they said it's their favorite segment when you come on this morning show. Oh, boy.
6: That's a lot of pressure.
0: A little weight on your shoulders. Okay, I'm just going to throw it to you, Chris. Go ahead. Fire away. Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, listen. It's the Tom Bernard show. Not this segment. It's Chris Eggert's Channel 5 Chris Eggert brought to you by Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation. That number is 952-925-5608. So, the big news in town is what? Or the big news in the world, whatever.
6: Well, I think the big news in the world is the um Volodymyr Zelensky being in Washington and trying to get yeah. um get more funding for them. And, uh, it's not looking very good because the money's being tied up. Um, because there's a, a very a large group of Republicans who think that if they're going to do that, then there needs to be some changes made on, um, the immigration policy of the white house. So, right, that's right, and they, they're about to go on break. So it's not looking like, uh, there's going to be any movement there. So that, that was probably the biggest thing happening nationally. Um, yesterday and today, I would say.
0: I saw on national TV a lot yesterday, a lot of people talking about the fact that Zelensky has to understand that he is never going to win that war, no matter how much support he gets. Do you think that's true?
6: Uh, I mean, there. I've heard most experts talking about that since the beginning, saying at the very least, Ukraine will end up having to give some land back. Like, yeah. yep. like there, nobody sees a way around that. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It definitely doesn't sound and, and which would make perfect sense. It sounds like the Russians would have advantage during the winter months because they've, they're just, they've got stronger forces. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it'd be nice if, you know, it seems insane that that would happen, but it'd be nice if they could just come up with some kind of an agreement and just stop it, even though it might not be exactly, what Ukraine and Ukrainians want. I mean, at, at one point, you feel like it, it needs to end, otherwise it's gonna end very, probably very yeah. badly for Ukrainians. But
0: No question about it. And by the way, I'm not making a political statement here because I don't care if it was a Democrat or Republican, if it was Biden, if it was Trump, whomever, because I think they all would have done the same thing. Did you see Biden release a statement yesterday saying, well, Israel isn't doing everything right. Because he was in full support of the Jews, but then found out that, at least in our universities, it's not a very popular opinion. So all of a sudden, he's hedging his bet. Well, Israel could do a better job. with. It's like, support him or don't support him. And again, I'm not blaming Joe Biden. All of you pukes are the same. These these politicians are worthless people. They'll just say whatever makes them the most money, and then they'll go from there.
6: Well, I'm I'm sure the polling is starting to they're looking yeah. at polling, which is starting and, and actually has been since almost the very beginning. More people are less sympathetic to what happened to Israel in the first place, which started the whole thing. Yep. Um, people are forgetting about that. And you know, they're they're being besieged with the most of the videos that are being shown on TV are the are you know things that have been destroyed and palestinians yeah. who are oh, suffering yeah. and yep. so just from uh the information war standpoint I, i'm sure the white house is seeing the polling and they're like well we have to try to at least give people the idea that we're not 100 percent supporting them
0: see I, I just couldn't do that either i support you or i don't you yeah, no, no, well sorry. israel <laughs>
6: You, well you can tell Israel's not really digging that either because um, no. Netanyahu's really kind of ratcheted, ratcheted up what he's been saying and comparing mm-hmm. it to 9 eleven and like making no apologies for um you know what what happened their reaction to what happened because what happened in the first place was horrific so
0: you know I should do I should go to because I know I don't know several hundred Jewish people I think I should go on to each one of them and go. I don't like you as much as I used to. <laughs> it's
6: like come on. Not as not as easy then, right? Like no, you I,
0: have to No, it's a very good point. I'm I'm sorry. Look, unless there's some huge evidence. First of all, I could never get away from supporting Jews anyway cuz I've been around them my entire It's like I have to like Tevin cuz he's black just cuz I've been around black people my whole life. If it weren't for that, I wouldn't care for Tevin. You know that.
2: Right. I'm here to fit a quota.
0: <laughs> i'm here to fit a quota that's real nice pal
6: yeah i understand tevin i'm the disabled guy so yeah. i get it yeah, that's- oh that's
0: right we got a woman a disabled guy a black guy
6: yeah tom bernard tom bernard shows
0: an equal opportunity employer yes it is yes it is well, it just give 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 with god my arms have gotten a lot smaller that's sad <laughs> the big old arms but not anymore I'm wasting away to nothing.
6: It 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 uh, it happens.
0: Uh. <laughs> I can do all the curls I want. It ain't going to work anymore. Yeah,
6: yep. Every year, just kind of that. You see that muscle mass kind of tick down and down. My my That's kid true. loves to tell me all the time. He's like, dude, you need to start eating more. You need to. And I'm like, I'm eating fine. It's just this is what happens when your body starts to waste away, son. <laughs> um,
0: Pretty much enjoy
6: true. still uh, growing. Enjoy that.
0: Now, let me ask you, and I'm not going to bring up any specifics because I suppose I might have to offer an example here, but uh, I don't go on social media, so I don't follow this stuff the way people think. What do you think the percentage might be of the lies that are being told about this skirmish in the Middle East? Because, my God, everything that's sent to me by, you know, because people send me quotes on my phone or whatever. How can people believe that the Holocaust never happened? that some people really believe that's true, that it never happened. Okay. where did all those corpses come from that, uh, you know, the American troops were recovering? I, I just don't understand. How can they not do more research than it just flat out? Oh, I believe that never happened. Why don't you look into it mm-hmm. a little bit?
6: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I think that's kind of the, I don't think it's not, it's not just, it's not just that, that it's all kinds of things. It's like the earth earth is flat. Um, you know, there, there's all kinds of things that really fly in the face of what, um, we all kind of thought were known things. And, uh, if you just completely deny it and say, Nope, the world is not the world's flat.
0: Yeah, I guess we do believe that you guys
6: are flat earthers. I apologize. I'm not, I'm not taking a stance on it. I'm just saying that that to me jumps out like as something that we thought we sort of knew collectively as uh, as um no, human beings, but at, they don't believe it.
0: Yep. You know what's amazing nope. to me about that? Even from only thirty thousand feet up, you can see that the earth is not flat. I mean, if you can't oh it just all just continuously curves even though it's flat. Okay.
6: Have you yep. ever deep dived on that? That is uh Yes. It's have you, Tevin? Oh, it's yeah. a, it's a really, really. I went down the worm rabbit hole, wormhole, whatever, on that a couple years ago, and I was like, whoa. That's... What'd you guys
2: find out? That there's no way the Earth is flat. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that's, that's what I found out. I, I I used to work with a. I have a friend that uh, he distributes meat to uh, restaurants, and so they have. He needed help. It's a small mom-and-pop business. So he needed help just kind of packaging up some of the stuff and putting in boxes. So one of the guys that I worked with was a flat earther. And all day, every day, all he did was really talk about how the earth is flat and here's why and blah, blah, blah. And I would just be very inquisitive and ask him questions like, well, what about this? What about this? And it only takes about 15 minutes to come across a question that there's no answer to. And he would point me to these videos on YouTube. I remember there was one guy that, you know, he set up this elaborate like $100,000 experiment We're going to prove to you right now that the Earth is flat. Gets to the big gotcha moment, and his test shows (laughs) that the Earth is round, and then the camera just turns (laughs) off, and everybody goes about their business.
0: (laughs) That's a great call. It's
2: not, uh, yeah, it doesn't take long to debunk.
0: Can I ask you guys a question? Because I don't know anything about the Earth being flat or whatever. It's ridiculous. But what does the sun do? Does it kind of go under the Earth for a while so it's dark, or what does it do? Instead of going around the earth, it goes under the earth. No, no,
1: Tom. It, haven't you seen any like Hercules movie? With a guy in a chariot <laughs> flies up there. And then oh. he puts it in his pocket and flies down below the sun, like the like the scenery. And then you know he just goes to bed like everybody. And then the next day he flies back up there and puts mm. it back up in the sky. So, no, you're, you're like
2: Greek mythology. Yeah, you're both wrong. There's a light switch that the government
0: controls that turns <laughs> it government. from, from yes. day to night. That's what That's it is. exactly. It. Yeah, you know, one thing yeah. the government does control: taxing the piss out of everybody. That's what you they got do. that right. <laughs> Jesus, Palomino. Boy, I looked at the tag. Minnesota is now the third highest tax state in the country. Yeah, but our roads
1: are so great.
0: day mm. Ix- is cray.
1: But on the on the bright side, we already have a new flat. Oh uh, no, we don't.
0: Oh yeah, we don't. and well, and they Green. finished
2: the light rail. Oh, no. sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love this. this we have nice parks. Place. We have
6: nice. We have park. bomb we park. Yeah,
2: bike lanes everywhere. See. Those are cool. Yep.
3: Bike to the
1: airport. Second best airport in in the country. Yeah. Oh, we got a great
3: airport. We got an epic airport.
1: (laughs) That drives me insane. I'm like,
6: why do we have so much pride for the airport?
3: Shut up. We need something, Chris.
6: I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a lovely airport, but really, um, you know, I'm thinking like Newark is not a great airport. You compare this, like, Mm
2: -hmm. you can
6: see the you can see where Minneapolis really stands out compared to like Newark, but is there really that much difference between Thank you Chris. Thank you. the, the <laughs> Minneapolis St Paul International Airport here or I'm sorry Airport.
2: I've been in my fair share of airports, and is the Minneapolis one nice? Yes, it is. But I don't walk in and I'm not like, oh, my gosh, this is unlike any other airport I've ever seen in my life. I'm in a magical world. You're not right. doing Julie Andrews,
1: like, yeah, sound right, music right. spins what in is the middle.
2: This? <laughs> Willy Wonka's factory? <laughs> like, what? No, guys. It's just an airport. It's. It, would you,
0: if you woke up in a corridor, would you even know what airport you're in? No. No way. They all look exactly the same. The only
6: way you'd know is you'd look up at that gift, whatever, the Hudson News or whatever it is. <laughs> yep. uh, and you'd look and see whatever sweatshirt or hat yeah. they had on the counter there, which is specific to whatever region it's in. You'd wake up, you'd look, you'd look at the Hudson News, and based on whatever sweatshirt you saw there, then you'd know where you're at. Mm-hmm.
0: But otherwise, ever, no. Did you ever have your name chirped out over the, uh, over the speakers? No. No. God, I did one time. It's really weird to hear your name in an airport. Well, my favorite airport story was I can't remember what show it was on as a British show. And of course, they pronounced the word Peter, Peter, right? Oh, Peter, how are oh, you yeah, doing, yeah. Peter? Right? Mm-hmm. And this guy's walking along, he's got a briefcase. Now you have to remember this is in England, and his name is Peter, and his last name is File. So no, no. <laughs> walking along and they go uh mr file mr pedophile please mr (laughs) pedophile come to the because they pronounce it not pedophile but pedophile in england (laughs) everybody's like you son of a. oddly enough no one stepped forward yeah oh oh, they did yeah they did step forward it's like no no my name is peter file god it was a great i can't remember what show that was on a british comedy show but i can't remember it's funny that is magnificent. I know you only got like two seconds left. Any other uh, wrap up news we should know about? Mm,
6: oh, some moms got some free cars from Newgate School, and some other local dealerships did a really nice thing and um, really gave awesome. some uh, disadvantaged uh, moms and their kids uh, a, a ride. That's which our is, friend. Yeah. And That's me. our friend
3: Amy. That was that Amy. Is. Yep. Yeah, that was Amy. We helped her raise a bunch of money.
6: Oh, good. So we've got – That's if somebody wants to check out that story, it's on our website today. You it's had Amy nice... on your
3: show too, Chris, right?
6: Um, Amy, Amy Seaman. Amy Seaman. The, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, but she was doing a fashion show for two not fashion-forward men. Yeah, I was saw the on clip. On Friday, it was... And I was like – So did you get oh, a new look or what? It was for women. So it was just two guys hosting a show, talking oh. to a lady
0: about ladies' okay. looks, and we're both like <laughs> –
3: The like weirdest mansplaining situation I've ever heard.
0: What was that all about? My God, I like that. Was I just mansplaining?
3: No, like this is what you should wear,
2: women.
6: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, we didn't say it. Like the expert Amy was there doing that, but we were just sitting there going. Um, should I just go
2: sit down and let her talk? Chris is like, yes, it's sundress season, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Whip out those sundresses.
3: (laughs) Show them calves. Right. Anything
6: I say during those segments, it doesn't look good. So I just sit there.
3: Tom, can can we ask Chris which flag he likes before we go? He goes?
6: I think he just did. I like the one that looks like the Texas flag. Okay. Okay. What about you guys?
0: Well, I will tell you flat out, I do not like the fact that in all areas of human life, we're moving toward things that don't cause any emotion at all.
6: Oh, you knew that was going to happen with this thing. It's disgusting.
0: Of course. They don't want you feeling anything anymore except for anger. That's the one thing they want you to feel. Because I look at that flag and I go, what was wrong with the other flag? I still don't understand why they don't like that flag. I mean, they uh,
6: depicted scene, scenes of
1: um, that uh, like land it? being stolen or something along those lines. Or well, right?
6: I think the taking of land that wasn't yours was
1: implied
6: with the farmer and the plow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of one of the things that was problematic with it. But boy, you can bet into these three now. They're they're nothing to any of them to give you anything other than they look exa- They look exactly the same. Yeah. I, I, I saw a joke on uh, Twitter this morning. Somebody said um, they all look like flags for a credit union. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good That's they do. A good I yeah. like it's pretty funny, but no,
0: I I just don't understand why people get so whipped up. Uh, I see some states are are passing laws now where it is illegal to mess with the statues in the state, whether they're Confederate soldiers or Union soldiers or whatever they are. A lot of states are making it illegal to even bother them now because how many did they bust up on the East Coast there? must have been about 100 of them.
6: Quite right? a bit. Quite a bit.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I, why? See, here's the thing. I don't want you being an emotional about a flag at all, but then, of course, I want you to be in really, really emotional about what's important to me. Makes no sense. Be, be oh, wary sure. of... Of anyone who doesn't want you to feel anything, that is not a good sign. They're controlling you. So the only thing you do feel is being alone and pissed off. They're seriously, they're doing more things every day. They had everybody down that road. You're very easy to control if you let them do that. I just I, I'm totally against it. No doubt about it. I'll make my own flag, damn it. Vote Tom in 2024. Ask not. <laughs> what Tommy could do for you <laughs> in any case. All right, sir. I know you got to go. I get a little emotional roll, guys. Have just, a good rest of your day. See Chris Eggert News, Channel five. Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk. Josh, I don't call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Yeah, I don't mean to get too emotional about that whole thing, but I, it's so obvious what they're trying to do. They don't want you to feel anything. Because then when you do feel something, it turns out to be anger. You're very yeah. easy to control. If you're always pissed off, you're really easy to control then.
3: Yeah, I think I think it's that. I think it's also like if they're going to pick a flag, they just have to play it safe. Like, Why? Because I think that they don't want to change it in 10 years.
0: Why do they want to change it now? I still don't understand what's wrong with that flag.
3: Well, if. Let's say, let's pretend it's not racist because I don't know if it falls in racist or not. I think that's how would it be racist? No, no. I'm saying let's let's say it's not. Like Why for did the you sake of like we both you and I both don't want a racist flag. I know that you know that.
0: do 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 do. Anyway, yes, okay.
3: But you know what I mean? Like let's ignore the fact that it could or couldn't be racist. Like I want I don't want that to be under interpretation because it is. It's it's. What do you interpret when you see that? You know. So let's ignore that fact. It was a hideous flag that nobody had any idea what was going on. It was just cluttery, crazy <laughs> writing on it. It just was so much stuff that it didn't mean anything. Now, did that make me like angry? No, I had no emotional attachment to it either way. So it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's so bad to have a bland flag. Like,
0: But that's what you've been taught your whole life. What? Our education system is a goddamn disaster all the way through college. They do a horrible job of teaching our children.
3: It's gonna, it'll be weird to get a tramp stamp over my other Minnesota flag, but I think I have an artist that can do it.
0: Need a little tramp stamp.
3: I'm it'll be big. It'll be actual size. <laughs> you know, size. I'll be
0: honest with you. From the time I was a little boy, I'll be, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I thought, oh look how nice that is. They're honoring the Native Americans, you know, who were here when we got here. Yeah. That's the way I interpreted it. That it was an honor to them.
3: That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think that it's inherently racist because I look at it and I don't interpret that. But also like if somebody did, like, I'm not saying get a new flag. I'm saying let's take out the racist element at all because it right. is just what you read into it. If you want to see racist or not.
0: I just don't see how that's possibly racist. Right. Well,
3: yeah. That's why I'm saying. Like, but it, it was a lot of clutter. Let's say that like there's a lot mm-hmm. of clutter.
0: That's true. That's all yeah. I'm saying.
3: That's all I'm saying is like, let's, uh, uh Maria Kundo this and get rid of some of the clutter.
0: Yeah. And
2: like I couldn't really care less. I don't know who Maria Kundo is, but yeah, yeah that uh but uh Kundo. A- uh, a- Isn't that it?
0: Oh
2: sure. Well yeah and I don't care like I've no <laughs> okay. feelings towards the flag one way or another. But I I can mm-hmm. see kind of where people are coming from when it's like your house burned down and then they put your burning house on a flag while they're building the new condos to put in in its place. You know what I mean? Like it's the Indians sitting there while the farmer's farming the land that used to be the Indians. I can see how that might cause a little uproar.
3: But we can't zoom in on his face. He could be happy. He could be sad. But I agree that like interpretation wise, yeah, it probably doesn't lean towards something great.
0: I don't see it that way. at all. It looks to me cooperation and that they are getting along. I, how do I not see what you guys see? I do not see them. It looked to me like they were getting along and they were honoring both people. That's what it looks like to me. But then again, I don't have the hate in my heart like you three. So yeah, that's, that's the big it, difference.
3: When I see it, it reflects my hate. When I see...
0: Jock. Well, shock but at like his things, do you
3: take, do you take the, the Native American out and then it's just like, we don't even think about you? Or do you
0: that's do you, what I'm saying.
3: You put two or three in there to compensate? Or like, should they be farming Would that? Or let's just do something different. Mm-hmm. Let's use paint on our Windows 95 and create three flags that will not cause anybody to have any sort of feeling. And I'm fine with that. I haven't felt anything in like five years. And it's There awesome. you
0: go. There you have it. I feel like I it's to... a – oh, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead.
1: I feel like it's the English literature like mindset where it's like if you're reading a book – Susan is wearing a blue dress. What does that signify? You have Todd that says, well, I don't know. That's just what she had in her closet. Jenny Mm -hmm. says, well, it's because blue represents, like, the purity she felt after overcoming her struggles and blah, blah, blah. And so now she's feeling proud. And then, you know, Johnny is like, well, Blue's actually, you know, she went through all these struggles and she's coming out on the other side like sad and so this is the kind of downtrodden but it's like you're just looking into it and everybody has a different perspective and can infer different things about it and that's frankly that's how I got through high school like English classes is like okay, they tripped on a they tripped on a stone. What does that mean about the entire story? Not that their shoe was untied, but because of all of this other stuff foreshadowing in the future about, you know, uh, the hardship they had to face. You know, you, ha- you have to like almost look into it deeper, even though you may not believe it. Like some people are going to see that, whether it is true or not, because there really is no context and deeper meaning that you can like solidify mm-hmm. the actual meaning.
0: But why is it always bad? The interpretation is never, oh, you know what? Look how nice this is. I've never noticed. How nice this picture is. It's always bad. You ever notice that?
3: Yeah, I think I think you're right in 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 a lot of ways that it's I think the things that are probably good go unnoticed, and that's rough on our culture. It's
0: terrible. Agree. Notice the good things. There are a lot of good things out there. Notice them. Yeah. Your interpretation of the flag is it's horrible and racist. Mine is, hey, look, two people trying to work together. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know why you want to find negative in everything. Not you. I'm talking about you. Yeah,
3: the uni- Yeah, universe. Want to use. find?
0: They always want to find the bad side of everything. It just because uh, people are easier to control when they're upset. That's a, just a fact. Correct.
3: Yeah, I watched uh, Tom. I was uh, doing some research for uh, the Tom Bernard Morning Show, and I watched mm-hmm. the uh, government meeting of when they had like 500 flags, and they had it live casted oh, yes. on their site. And right. I have never been so close to unaliving myself um, <laughs> until being in that government meeting. So all I know is like, I'm very thankful oh, that is not the route I took in my career because it, it was, they went to every flag and remember how many flags we had at the beginning and you know, they got paid by the hour on that bad boy. Yeah. Oh they, yeah. They were talking about every flag.
0: I just once in my life before I die, I want to hear one government official come forward and say, you know what? We were absolutely wrong. This is actually a very sweet thought. It's very nice. Am I ever going to hear that in my life that it's actually, no, no, we were wrong. This is a really good thing.
3: I think the first sentence you won't hear very often, we were wrong.
0: No, you're not going to hear that a whole lot. You're right about that. There's no question about it. All right, we do have to take a break here. We're just... It's a very busy day today. Look, I'm just saying I am grateful to my mother. As bad as it was, she always kind of encouraged me. "We'll, We'll see the good side of things. Yeah. You know, she did. So, Toots, God bless you. That's all I'm saying. We'll be right back. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen, just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30-minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship. Like I said, it worked beautifully for me. I'm here to tell you. It has been clinically proven to break up plaque and improve blood flow to the penis. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment. At a free consultation when you book today, this is a savings of $800 when you use code word Tom at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part time Florida resident myself, and if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from coast-to-coast mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com.
4: Most folks know that the Grand Old Creamery has been iconic in the Twin Cities as a small batch handcrafted ultra-premium ice cream parlor with over 300 flavors and 32 on hand at any given time at their St. Paul Grand Avenue and Minneapolis Cedar Avenue locations. What you might not know about this third-generation family-owned and operated delicious dessert destination is that the taste of the Grand Old Creamery with 14% butterfat and locally sourced dairy from farms within a 100-mile radius of the Metro is in a store near you right now. That's right, nicely priced pints of the most popular flavors of Grand Old Creamery are patiently waiting and coolly placed in the frozen section of your favorite high quality grocer. And if you're feeling a little Santa like, ho ho ho. It's me, Santa. Our eggnog and Winter Wonderland flavors are available for a limited time for you to stock up on our Grand Avenue location only. The made-in-Minnesota taste of Grand Old Creamery awaits everyone at Lund's Byerley's Kowalski's, hy and find your nearest store at grandoldcreamery.com. Then ask for
0: a spoon. Holiday shopping season happening right now, and you can save up to 70% off your shopping with the Tom Bernard Holiday Online Auction. December 8th through the 14th, auction items include e-bikes from EcoFun, or EcoFun, I should say, sorry, e-bikes from EcoFun Motorsports, a 9x12 cargo trailer from Pleasureland RV, or a Canadian fishing trip at Fletcher Lake Resort. All great stuff, no question about it. Visit TomBernardShow.com, enter keyword auction to view items and bid. That's TomBernardShow.com, keyword auction. Bidding ends December 14th.